Welcome to Audio Leads, the marketing podcast from Rumble Studio that helps you grow your business with audio. From branded podcasts to social audio, learn to use audio to acquire more leads and close more deals. Welcome to Audio Leads. My name's Carl Robinson, co-founder and CEO of Rumble Studio, a software company that helps you record and publish audio fast. Audio is quickly taking the marketing world by storm. However, finding an effective audio marketing strategy to grow your business can be a challenge, uh, one we're currently trying to solve ourselves at Rumble Studio. There are just so many options, from branded podcasts to social audio, microcasts, and many more. And we're experimenting with all of them. So we decided to launch this podcast, Audio Leads, to share the conversations that we have with the experts and the brands who've successfully used audio for marketing as we seek out the best strategies, the best tools and techniques to use audio to grow our business. So this podcast was recorded using our own product, Rumble Studio, which allows us to conduct remote asynchronous guest interviews quickly and easily. The host sets some questions and then the guest records their answers in their own time. And this not only avoids having to schedule live interviews with guests, saving time for everyone, but it also means that team members from across our company can easily contribute to this podcast by hosting their own episode. So without further ado, I'll pass you over to our host today, who will introduce our guest. Thank you, Carl, for the introduction. I am Letitia, an intern at Trumbull Studio, And it's my first time behind the mic. (laughs) I usually edit the podcast, so it's my first time ever as a host. I'm excited about today's episode because it specifically concerns me. I am a film student who's so passionate about sound design and music composition for screen. And I really think this conversation with our guest will be so enriching. So let's not waste any more time on me. And let me introduce to you today's guest, Gina Aisham. Gina is the founder of Dreamer Productions, a company that seeks to tell each company's story through musical narrative. And of course, their services include composing music and sounds for brands. Welcome to Audio Leads, Gina. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Great. So, Gina... You've been a composer for so long, and when you started studying music composition, did you think that it was going to open brand new doors for you in the marketing world? I mean, how did you come across this concept? Um, I most certainly did not know that this would bring me into marketing. I got my degree in music composition, and uh, my original goal was to be the next Sarah McLaughlin. And then I realized that I didn't like to... um, Uh, be a performer. I like to be in the background. And then I decided that I wanted to do film score and I want to be the next John Williams. And those, those gigs are few and far between. So that didn't quite pan out. And through my work in production music, I discovered Sonic Logos. And through Sonic Logos, I discovered Sonic Branding. And with my company, as I had to learn how to market anyways, I realized that it was such an untapped universe of possibilities in marketing. And I just started talking about it. Exactly. I also think that audio and marketing has a lot of room for creativity. And as you mentioned earlier, you learned how to market anyways by founding Dreamer Productions. 
So tell us more about it. How did you come up with Dreamer Productions? And why did you create it? What do clients usually need help with? Originally, Dreamer Productions was for custom film score or custom music, um, also for licensing for production music. And then once I discovered the whole marketing aspect of it, I realized that working with brands was a lot more fun and uh, you could really get into the project a lot, a lot, a lot deeper understanding kind of the ethics and the message of that company and drawing out the sound possibilities. And it's such a such a niche, such a nuanced perspective. Uh, I've just had so much fun with it. And so now I guess Dreamer Productions is for custom created music as well as custom created sound. Uh, I also have an offset of it, which is sound and marketing learning where I host my sound and marketing podcast talking about sound and marketing and uh, also have a course called uh, Sounds Power and Influence in Marketing. And I'll have a follow-up course coming up in the next, hopefully several months called What is Sonic Branding? Because I truly believe that the reason that uh, Sonic Branding hasn't taken off more than it already has is lack of understanding. It is a completely different perspective But when you bring context and perspective to it, people are able to have that aha moment and go, oh, oh, there is sound in that. Oh, it's not just music. Um, So I've been having a lot of fun with the education side of sonic branding. Oh, that's amazing. I will definitely check out the podcast and the courses because I'm interested to know more about the marketing side of it. Coming back to sonic branding. When it comes to Dreamer Productions, is there like a process that you typically follow in order to create customized music and sounds for brands? Every brand and every company is different. So I I can't say that there's a templatized way to do it, but my brain automatically will go to what is the natural sound element that can be incorporated and uh, associated with that brand because Sound is everything. Sound is all around us. It's vibrations and vibration comes from movement. And we're constantly moving. Uh, We're breathing. So even when we're breathing, we're moving. There's wind. Wind causes movement and it causes sound. And so going back to the very organic element of sound and having it somehow attribute to your brand is powerful. So um like I said, there's there's no templatized way to do it, but that's usually where my brain goes first. Yeah, that makes sense. Trying to incorporate and associate natural and organic sound elements into brands. That's honestly a process, um, an approach that I've never thought of. There are so many brands that are recognizable because of simple jingles or sound bites. Let's take, for example, the iPhone ringtone. You immediately know that it's an Apple product whenever you hear it ring, right? So does your company have sounds or music that represent it? And how and when do you use those sounds? Ironically, Dreamer Productions has gone about the whole Sonic logo process backwards. Um, I do have a Sonic logo that I attribute to the Sound and Marketing podcast. And the plan is to um, dissect that and find the foundational 
substance of it and make that a representation of Dreamer Productions, but I have not yet done that because I've been focused on other people. But uh, in a perfect world, I would have already had my my Sonic logo, my my sound staple, and worked off of that to come up with other audio touch points that can that can happen. But um, unfortunately, the world is not perfect. But yes, I believe that the the logo that I use for sound and marketing uh, is a pretty good representation of my persona, and uh, it is my company, so I, I believe it still works in that respect that it can be a part of my persona, but that gets into nuances of brand persona versus a customer or human persona. We won't go there. Yeah, totally. I agree. And speaking of customers and brands... What is a common mistake that brands usually make when they ask for customized music or sounds? I think there's a lot of common mistakes, and I don't think that it's the fault necessarily of the brands, um, because again, I think it's a, a lack of understanding and and knowledge on what you can actually do with sound. Um, I, I think that we limit it in our brains. Um, but the things that I think about a lot is when they look for customized music or sound that sounds like dot, dot, dot. Um, you know, maybe it's a, a popular song of the time or a popular artist, a popular genre, and they're asking for that. I think that that is a mistake because I think that it needs to be what should the brand, brand sound like um, rather than what's popular. Because as we all know, what's popular today will not be popular tomorrow or next week or the month after, um, it all fades away. And so it's very important to find that sound that isn't topical necessarily, but that it can withstand time. And the only way that it can withstand time is if it's moldable and flexible to change with time, with the company, as the company um, morphs from one stage to another, because it will. Uh or else it will be stagnant. So uh, when they ask for, I want it to sound like this, I think that that is a mistake. Um, another thing is when they're only thinking about, uh, you know, the campaign at hand or this commercial that's coming out and they want music to to reflect that way. Is that something that they want to associate with their brand? Is that going to be okay, uh, you know, 10, 15 years down the line? Does it actually speak the brand or is it just telling the story of the commercial? Um, branding is an all-encompassing kind of thing. So when you're asking for sonic branding, uh, it can't just be for one campaign. It can't be just for one topical moment in um, pop culture. It, it needs to last. True. While customizing audio branding, we should really be careful for the long run as well. Especially nowadays, the trend is changing like every single day. It's crazy. Like a graphical logo, a company can't keep changing its visual design. And the same thing applies to sound. Do you want to grow your business with audio and receive articles and podcasts once per week? Then subscribe to the number one audio marketing newsletter by visiting rumble.studio slash newsletter. As a startup that mainly focuses on audio, we think that we need recognizable and catchy sounds, especially when it comes to this podcast. The easiest example would be the jingle. 
yeah, so we were thinking about composing our own. Do you always advise that brands create a custom jingle? And what are the advantages and disadvantages for composing a custom jingle versus purchasing an off-the-shelf one? I'll answer your last question first. But uh, when you purchase when you purchase a, a Sonic logo or, as you said, a jingle that's already existing, um, like especially if you if you purchase it from like a music licensing marketplace. Uh, the danger in that is that somebody else will have it as well because it's usually a single-use license. And unless it is an exclusive license, then somebody else in the world might use it. And the other danger in that is that that is just the creation of that musician and it doesn't necessarily represent your brand. So um, you can do you can do the um, the purchasing from a marketplace, but you just need to be aware that there is a possibility that someone else is going to be using it. The other problem with that is you can't in the future extract anything from that to create more audio assets. You have to use it as is. I mean, unless you have a special license. But um, so I, I – and then the other question that you had was uh, do I advise everyone to have – um, a custom Sonic logo. No, I don't. Um, because that may not be what you need. It all depends on the client. And this is why Sonic branding is not one of those things where you can just hire somebody and a week later you've got everything you need and then that's the end of it. It's it's a journey. It's a process that um, the Sonic branding agency or Sonic branding composer um, follows you on so that they can fully understand you. If your company can be understood in a day or a week, um, there's not much to your company, honestly. <laughs> uh, but if you, you know, if you have a if you have a company that really all you need are functional sounds, and functional sounds are like, you know, app sounds or ringtones or hold music, like those sorts of things. Uh, if that's all you need, then you don't need a Sonic logo. Um, but if you go and get that created custom wise by someone who understands sonic branding in one way or another, you are able to come back to them and reevaluate and go, okay, this worked. Now I want to extract from that so that I can have another audio asset uh, that I can use in another touch point. Uh, obviously, ideally, you go with a whole sonic branding package, but realistically, you can't. Uh, most companies can't afford that. So my my suggestion for that situation is it's not that you necessarily need a Sonic logo, um, but you need to discover what it is or how it is that your brand is represented sonically. And then whatever the primary uh, usage of sound would be. Yeah, thanks for the advice. It was very helpful since uh, I will be experimenting audio branding for Rumble Studio. Also, I'm curious to know more about the designing process. While designing a specific sound, how do we avoid being repetitive? How do we create a common theme for different types of actions that are included in a brand and not use the same soundbite for everything? My first thought goes to simplicity wins. Uh, you don't want to get too fancy with your Sonic logo. You can get fancy in uh, you know, one of your attributions of it. But your actual Sonic logo, if that's what you're designing, it needs to be simple. Uh, you know, the the brain wants to catch on to something. And if you get too busy 
it just turns into noise or it also can get distracting and um, break you out of whatever routine you're doing at that point. And I think the ultimate goal for sound is to be passive, to be unobtrusive. Uh, You don't even realize that you're listening to it a lot of the time. I think that would be the best way to approach your sounds because once you have that sonic logo, you can build off of it and uh, come up with your different, like I said, your different touch points. And one of them can be fancier and one of them can be more stripped down. Another one can be made into a different genre. You might even be able to play with the rhythms. It all depends on what your foundation, what your cornerstone sound is. And it needs to be simple. The first thing that pops into my mind is that the same thing applies to film sound design. If the viewers don't really notice the sound throughout the, the whole movie, it means we've done it right. And yes, simplicity is what will make the sound stick in people's brains. So other than jingles, what other types of sounds do you create for brands? And how do you use them? One of my first jobs into functional sound was actually for a sound uh, on a piece of hardware. So let me let me define functional sound. Functional sound is um, those little tiny snippets of sound that you might hear. The sounds uh, when you're pushing the buttons on your phone, um, sounds inside of an app, uh, maybe even hold music could be contributed as a functional sound. So anyways, this piece was um, for a piece of hardware and you'd push the button and it would just kind of activate and then you would ask the piece of hardware a question. So it was kind of like if you think about when you push the the voice voice button for Siri or for Google or for your Android machine, you hear a sound. And so that was what I got to work on. And that was my first outside of Sonic Logos. That was my first um, Sonic branding creation experience. And it was really a lot of fun um, because even with that tiny little second and a half of a sound, there was a lot of work done researching the company and getting the the CEO and the founder to speak about what that brand represented, um, speaking of the brand like it's almost a person. And from that, I was able to, um, you know, use my own vision uh, on top of their vision to create something that was representative of their brand. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And I think that after that project, I was like, okay, I got to do more of this. I, I have to do more than Sonic logos. There's more to this. Um, what can we do next? It's amazing how small details could really make a difference in, in Sonic virtual experiences. I can imagine the work behind the making of this one-second audio. It's so fascinating. When it comes to Rumble Studio, how can we create a distinctive brand identity other than by composing a specific jingle for this show? What would you recommend for us to do? There are a lot of sound cues that can that can um, keep your brand uniform to itself, just like visual cues. And uh, you know, in this in this example, I think having a sonic logo is a great idea because you have a podcast and that's how you're representing yourself, um, bookending yourself with one sound and then bookending it again at the end um, makes a lot of sense. Um, but like I've been saying, I, my suggestion is to keep it simple. 
uh, also with messaging, uh, the way that you present yourself, keeping, you know, the this somewhat fairly consistent scripting with little changes here and there. Uh, those would be my recommendations. Noted. Thank you for those recommendations. A Sonic logo is what I'm aiming to create soon for Rumble Studio. And simple is the word that I will carry with me. Like colors in marketing, every industry, the food, the sports, fashion, tech industry, has a specific range of colors. Are there categorized sounds as well to represent different audio contents? Um, this one's kind of tricky, but yes, there is an answer to this. Um, so you were talking about different colors. The way that I see sound categorized is um, in, in multiple ways, but in the simplest sense would be frequencies. So um, the lower frequencies will give you a certain uh, color. I guess, and the higher frequencies will give you a different color. Uh, timbre is another thing. Rhythm, uh, just tone. There's lots of different categories that you can work off of. I was listening to a podcast recently, and they were talking about um, you can you can think of sound as texture. And so she was saying, I believe that uh, a dissonant chord or um, dissonance in a piece of music would feel like burlap. And um, I think that there's lots of different ways that you can use words to explain what color sound is, what sound feels like, what sound tastes like. And there's actual people with, I believe, synesthesia that could tell you as well. Um, so yes, there's definitely lots of different categories in sound. Yeah, I think as general consumers, we tend to pay more attention to everything that is visual and sound is more categorized in our subconscious, completing the visual branding. So this leads me to the next and last question. How does audio branding differ between small companies like startups and larger companies? Is the cost prohibitive for small companies? I mean, how to get the best bang for your buck? This is an excellent question, and it's something that I kind of preach on my podcast a lot. And it's sound is accessible to brands both big and small. Uh, I think this is very important to know because if there is a small business that just writes it off because they go, oh, well, we can't spend six or seven figures on a, a sonic branding package, that's okay. Because like I've said earlier, you may not need all of that, especially if you're a smaller company. Maybe all you need is a Sonic logo. Maybe all you need is functional sounds for your app. Um, maybe all you need is ambient music to play, uh, you know, in your brick and mortar for right now. Uh, there's lots and lots of different options. And it's it's the same as, you know, the way that you approach marketing for your company, not all of us have, you know, millions of dollars for their annual marketing budget, but people make it work. And it's all about creativity. And there, I can't stress it enough, how much creativity is just waiting for you in music, in sound. It's unbelievable. And I really do feel like sound is a way that a small business could compete with a huge corporation. They really could. It's just a matter of thinking outside of the box. Right. 
I love your enthusiasm regarding sound and music. And I am so excited to start experimenting on audio branding myself, following your advice and recommendations. So I guess this leads us to the end of this episode, Brand Differentiation Using Audio with Gina Aisham. Thank you so much, Gina, for being on this show, Audio Leads, and sharing your knowledge and information about audio branding with us. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. If you want to know more about Dreamer Productions, just search for www.dreamerproductions.com and Dreamer is spelled D-R-E-A-M-R. And you can also connect with Gina on LinkedIn by searching Gina Aisham and Dreamer Productions. Thank you for listening to this episode of Audio Leads, brought to you by Rumble Studio. If you enjoyed this conversation, you'll probably enjoy our weekly newsletter too. It's our selection of the week's best articles and podcasts related to audio marketing. To get it, visit rumble.studio slash newsletter. That's rumble.studio slash newsletter. And if you're interested in creating some audio yourself, you might like to give Rumble Studio a try. Sign up for a free account at rumble.studio. Studio.